This podcast is brought to you by the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University. Hi, everyone. I'm Bev Jones, and this is Just About Work, where we talk about everything that might have an impact on your career. Our guest today is Mark Anthony Dyson. If you've been out looking for a new position, you may have come across his website, The Voice of Job Seekers. Mark is a career consultant and an advocate for people who are looking for work, and he's a prolific career writer, blogger, and podcaster. Today, Mark will share smart advice about how to create a modern resume, about how to run a smart search, and how to navigate the exhausting job market without suffering from burnout. Mark, welcome to Jazzed About Work. I've really been looking forward to talking with you today. Great to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we've got a lot to talk about. I know that the job search process can be daunting, intimidating, just downright mm-hmm. scary for a lot of people. And I know you have a lot of suggestions and insight about the trends there. But before we get into that, can you mm-hmm. um, give us a little background? I, I'd like to hear about your career and what path you took to become such a prolific writer and general all-purpose expert about the job search process. Well, um, probably there's a lot of uh, applied knowledge and experience that happened along the way. Um, I worked for two large associations, uh, you know, not large like uh, Roche, where there's hundreds of thousands or IBM or something like that. But uh, they had they were specialty associations and the uh the association world, the not-for-profit world. And uh, I got a chance to have some leadership positions within those, mostly in the call center, where turnover is frequent. Um, Yet uh, there are a lot of chances to engage and to have learned uh, to experience both sides as a job seeker and also somebody who did a lot of hiring. So um, when that ended, um, I kind of uh, stumbled along the way, um, made some choices that probably weren't great uh, aesthetically, they weren't sexy at all, and mostly they were built around uh, having a family. And um, my wife had a great job, and everything was built around making sure that Everything uh, was cool and everything was great with her. I stumbled on being uh, getting into the career profession uh, just by mere suggestion from my brother-in-law and his wife at the time, who said, hey, you should write resumes. You're a good writer. In fact, we got a company name for you already. So, uh, <laughs> so that's where... <laughs> Is that That's the voice can, of Job Seekers uh, brand? Is that uh, where that, that started? Well, the voice of Job Seekers came a couple of years after 
this was a company that formed uh, competitive resumes. And right off the bat, I obtained two really good contracts uh, to write resumes uh, as part uh, of a group that consulted with the federal government as they were transitioning out of uh, some of the army bases, according to an initiative by George Bush, and back into either the civilian world or to another army base or, or a military base. Uh, and um, cut my teeth a lot uh, on that part of it and giving career advice, doing virtual coaching, going out and training at federal bases, uh, writing resumes, um, consulting with other uh, consultants. So you really so kind was, of started in the big time when you uh, were doing so many resumes and looking at so many parts of the process. Yeah, I did approximately, I wrote approximately 100 resumes uh, within that time, about a, a year and a half, roughly, and consulted on two or 300 uh, resumes because uh, I was one of the go-to people for that particular uh, project, and uh, which had received uh, a lot of great feedback and success. Um, according to the other company that we were working with and uh, the feedback we got from uh, the federal basis that housed us uh, during the training. So um, it was a very busy time, and I loved it. It, it, it. it forced me to learn a lot of things fast and learned how to adapt and understand and empathize because it's a very difficult time for a lot of them because they were close to retirement, but they weren't able to retire or there was a lot of unsurety. So um, there's a lot of uncertainty. So, you know, um, you had to kind of do two or three things at one time. Actually, if I, if I can just intervene, I, I want to comment that from your wonderful website, thevoiceofjobseekers.com, which just has so much information. One of the things yeah. that I like, one of, the, one of the values that comes through is that you really do have compassion for job seekers. It can be a pretty cold world when you're just trying to venture into a job search, but your um, sort of caring approach really does come through. Well, thank you. I try very hard. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's difficult because there's some things you really want to say and they're the things that you should say to, you know, to show that you are really in it with them. Well, talk about being in it with them. I, now, I, as I recall, you're no longer doing the business of writing resumes. And I want to get into uh, kind of the modern resume and how everything's have changed. Mm -hmm. But first, you are now, aside from writing and sending out lots and lots of free information, you are a consultant in the, um, you're a career search consultant. You work with mm -hmm. clients. Can you explain um, a little bit about how you go about that. And, and in particular, I often hear people saying, hey, can you hook me up with a, 
uh, headhunter, I, I need a job. And, and I have to explain that, you know, the headhunters really don't work for you. So can you explain what you do, what a career consultant does, and how you're different from a search firm? Um, there are some similarities when I would work with a search firm. Of course, a lot of times search firms will work with uh, outplacement and they'll partner with the organization and, um, you know, they'll work, they'll have a lot of people on staff that or whoever they have dedicated to uh, their specific craft. Um, I generally have in the past worked with um, one-on-one or small groups of job seekers. Uh, some people just need one or two bits of advice. And so in my business plan, I allow to do, I guess, I guess a la carte is the right, uh, um, you know, yeah. thing that they can get one particular thing, whether they need some job interview coaching or maybe they need some job search direction, or they need a, a great talk on several different things. And that's what some people need. So I, I, I'm not out to gouge anybody's pockets. Uh, <laughs> I want to be as helpful as that person needs me to be. And that there are people who need a, a lot more than that. So they'll have a chance to sign up. They sign off on a contract. Um, and we try to be as specific as possible. Then we get down to it. Um, and there's no one right way to start because everybody wants to start at somewhere different. Yeah. There are few people who will come and say that I have a resume that was written for me. And, um, a lot of times it's a terrible resume still, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but there are the few that do actually have a professionally done great job. And all that, they just need help with the presentation uh, as far as presenting themselves before an employer. And one thing that's different now than I think we did 20 years ago, we think the presentation starts at the interview process, when indeed it starts as soon as you uh, start thinking about your online presence, uh, you have to seriously think about your digital footprint. And I think that's where a lot of my sweet spot has been is really helping people present themselves online. And it doesn't mean, and it mostly it's the LinkedIn profile, and I don't necessarily write the profile for them. I give them some guidelines and some things to work on. And even every now and then, um, you know, I have available an editor that can go through and help them with the grammar with it. Uh but uh, just the positioning and just being prepared by doing the research and so forth. So I didn't mean to go on about that. No, it's it's all uh, interesting part of the process. stuff. I, I want to ask you, if you would, to kind of drill down into what a resume is this, these days, how it might look different than what it looked like 10 years ago, uh, how I feel. I think that the LinkedIn profile has had an impact on changing the resume. So if people have not been in the process before, or at least not lately, what can you tell them about the importance of online and whether and or why not a, a good solid resume isn't enough anymore? Well, the resume should be a storytelling marketing document in short. It should be able to tell what you've succeeded at, not just the duties that you've done, in short. 
uh, most people are used to giving a laundry list or a grocery list of skills that they've done and hoping to be chosen. These days, um, the resume is, is part of the story that you could tell to show how those skills were functional, if that's a good word. Uh, tell how you used those skills. How What did you accomplish with those skills? Uh, what were the results, the impact? Uh, those are the most important things that an employer will want to know, especially if you're going to compete in, in, you know, in the job search process, which most people don't realize that they're competing, um, that they think that uh, it's a lottery. <laughs> yeah, it's far or something, from a lottery. mystery. Yes, or, or something of that sort. You know, so, some people feel entitled um, and they think that they just have to list all their qualifications and that's enough. I was talking to somebody recently mm-hmm. who asked me to look at her resume, but she was concerned because she had applied for some jobs that she thought maybe even were beneath her, and she hadn't even gotten an interview. And I Mm -hmm. looked at the resume, and it was the old-fashioned one listing former jobs and these amazing academic credentials. Her credentials were so strong that they were almost intimidating, but there was nothing in it that would suggest what kind of leader she would be, what she'd be like to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. what she'd actually done in some of these fancy places she'd been. So I like what you said. Somebody like that, even if the credentials are sterling, you've still got to tell a story, right? Yeah. You have, it's about presentation. And I think that's where a lot of job seekers fail is just, uh, you know, knowing what the employer wants to hear. Um, it's great to show what you've done and what you've accomplished, but it, it's all moot if it doesn't appeal to the employer. So so a good starting point is always to work on your resume and work on your LinkedIn profile, if only to get your head around what the what your value proposition is. But just let's say somebody's done that. They've uh, done a resume, a starting resume, and they've uh, uh, spent a little time and up their LinkedIn profile. Then, then what's the next step? If time is, if you're not in a rush, you're just starting a process. What do you do if, after you have those uh, those things done? What's where do you go? Well, to back up a little bit, this is where I might differentiate slightly. Uh huh. Um, where. Really, I don't think you need a resume in LinkedIn to start the job search process. The job search process starts, for some people, it's going to start internally. They've got to figure out uh, what focus they're going to uh, to market to people. Um, just to say that I'm available for anything, uh, you and I both know that uh, that's not a that's not a, a, yeah. a appealing no. to an employer. So I think the focus is very important. I think also getting intel from the people who are in the same industry, or if you're changing careers, start to get in, uh, information and uh, information you can try to figure out where there's a common uh, a commonality. Uh, if you're go if you're an engineer but you want to go into architecture, 
there are some differences there. You've got to you've got to be able to present why those are going to be relevant to those employers in architecture. Uh, similarly, uh, if you're going from retail customer service to a call center, um, you've got to present the commonalities between the two because they ask for two different skill sets. Although there's a lot of people that are a lot of people skills that are needed and you have to be nice and present it but there's a there's more technical knowledge that's that's needed in between the two so before you sit down and you start to write down your skills you've got to know how those skills are going to apply to that particular market or that particular industry that makes a lot of sense We'll be back with Bev after this brief message. Are you ready to make a difference in the world? The Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs at Ohio University can give you the skills to do just that. The school offers a multidisciplinary approach where public policy, environmental studies, and entrepreneurship come together to educate tomorrow's leaders. Learn more about the Masters in Public Administration or Environmental Studies by visiting ohio.edu backslash School. You know, it's always been my belief, going back to earlier in my career, where uh, employers disappeared, or uh, my in my legal <laughs> career, my specialty um, disappeared overnight because the law changed. So it's always been my feeling that you always have at least two jobs. You have your day job that you're getting paid for if you're lucky. But you always have to have a side gig, and your side mm-hmm. gig is to be getting ready for the next career shift because it's probably going to come, and it may surprise you. So right. you're always doing some things to uh, get ready, like working on your network or building your skill set or trying to understand what's happening in your industry. Is is that what you mean when you say that the the resume, the profile, there they're not the start. Hopefully, people have been doing that all along, right? Right, right, right. But, but what the, do you say the, if they haven't been doing that all along? What if you say, you know, they've got that deer in the headlights um, panic, oh my gosh, I realize I'm going to need a new job, and I don't know where to begin. What if time is pressing? Well, yeah, it, it's, you know, of course, you don't want to apply the uh, virtual beatdown of why you didn't, why you should have, right. and why you could have. Um, that's not something that job seekers needs, though I know a few coaches who spend more than enough time doing that. Uh, that's billable hours. Uh, oh, dear. <laughs> but that's a whole that's a whole nother thing. But, you know, uh, you're spending your time trying to get them to see that they have to market themselves. Uh, that there's going to be some schmoozing involved. Uh, there's going to be some PR involved. Your resume is going to be part one. Um, the sequel is your LinkedIn profile. That's going to be a, a, a pretty meaty part. 
um, if you want to list it as a story, your your resume is going to be chapter one, where it introduces all the characters, and your LinkedIn profile, uh, chapter two, is going to be the plot. Um, that's uh, that's where you'll have to have opportunities and take the opportunities to really show how it has really worked in the success of your career and how those skills all came together to make it where you were an award-winning um, an award-winning attorney um, that you were uh, that you were in on the covers of the American Bar Association um, section of lit- litigation. Uh, I used to work for the American Bar Association. Ah, so okay, <laughs> so, a free commercial for the ABA, yeah, right? Yeah, who wants it? But anyway, <laughs> um, but all that to say is that those are accomplished. Those are big. Those are big things, and people can go and verify that information, and that gives them security. So an employer is going to want what they can uh, verify. They want to know what they're going to get out of you, and you've got to prove that. And that's where uh, the resume and the LinkedIn profile plays a huge part. So another thing that plays, just an amazing part of it is, is networking. And that can be on LinkedIn, or it can be um, a lot of different ways. And I think one of the things we can say to people when they're in that deer in the headlights moment of, I don't have a resume, I don't have a Mm -hmm. network, I don't have anything. I I, I think a reassuring thing is everybody has a network. Everybody has a starting point. This is doable no matter where you are if you kind of pause and look around you have more social resources than you realize and kind of pausing and noticing that's kind of part of the process isn't it uh yes and um it's very difficult for job seekers to realize that everything is networking Everything because you go out and you dropped your son and daughter at school and you say hi to uh, the other moms and dads that are there. Those are networking opportunities. You go to the barbershop, that's another set of opportunities. You go to the hairdresser, that's another set of opportunities. You go to church, you go to parties. I mean, we think that networking is an event. It's a lifestyle. Is something that we do all the time, whether we recognize it or not. It's just that we turn off, uh, we turn it off because we, you know, we're not expected to. But what really the opportunities are sitting right there uh, before you. You never know who you know until you start to open your mouth. Yeah, and I think I um, I read someplace on your side a suggestion that a good starting point for looking at your network or building your network further can be volunteering, you know, doing something yes. in the nonprofit world. That can be a good rut, right? Yes, absolutely. Volunteering can do wonders for your careers in a lot of ways. One is it's truly the job that you can control because it's volunteer. Is whenever you have time. Yeah. It's not when they have time. If they start doing it, nobody will volunteer. So that'll be something you control. And then you volunteer at what you do best or what you want to offer. So why not do it on your time at the time that you could do it, let's say, to hone a skill or 
you just went to a training and you don't you can't put it at uh, at practice at the job go volunteer at an organization that would love to have some free help that's a great suggestion that you can build your your next job uh, credibility by volunteering now, getting that practice, putting in the time, and then you'll have mm-hmm. something marketable. Absolutely. All right. I um, I don't want to miss an important part here before we run out of time. And I, I know okay. one of your areas of expertise is sort of um, websites and uh, online presence and a mobile presence. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the um, – good tools and uh, maybe even vital tools might be for uh, somebody to pursue their job search online? Well, uh, there's several approaches. Um, I know people will say that I have something on Facebook, I have a LinkedIn, I have, but you look at it, their profiles are half filled out. And one of the first things you have to do is fill it all out and make sure you have a photo on it. Look like you're ready to engage and start talking. The next thing you do is you start commenting, start conversations, and start um, listening. And probably listening might be the most understated tool that we have in our toolbox. Uh, Whether you have the discipline um, I think everybody has the discipline to somewhat when they want to listen to what they want to listen to. Um, listening is a great part of understanding what people need. So let's say that you're in a job search and that uh, you're not sure uh, while you're changing uh, industries completely, you don't know where to start. Well, start going to go to LinkedIn and join some of the groups that seem like that might be, you know, the job or the industry you want to pursue and just start looking at first, looking at uh, some of the people, listen, people talk, listen to what they talk about, listen to some of their lingo or better yet. Think about how that might be even a keyword for uh, your profile and your resume. So explain Start, keyword for people who aren't savvy key, yet. Yes. Uh, thank you. That was probably a good place to start. Uh, a keyword is um, something that uh, is a signal, more or less, to, uh, to the industry and what their function might be or a skill set. So uh, I think I mentioned one is uh, for a lawyer could be litigation for those who are litigation lawyers. So uh, when you hear somebody who's not a lawyer is not going to care about litigation um, unless they're paralegal. Uh, but if you're an attorney, you care about litigation. So you may even want to start looking at groups that talk primarily about litigation. And you start to break down those little bits of pieces of information. You start to look at profiles. And and what's great about some of the new functions of LinkedIn is that you can hover over someone's profile and look at the little talk box that's there. And you'll see their summary. And you'll see what it says. And you can figure out that maybe that person might be good to engage. Uh, But uh, all in all, 
you want to try to engage in some of those conversations that are in those groups. Um, and I think I didn't, I kind of passed over groups, but groups are the smaller um, kind of like subcommittees in a sense that uh, people are talking about those particular, particular nuances in, in, um, in the industry, like lawyers, we talk about litigation, maybe we talk about intellectual property, we talk so about it's business a, law. It's a great so free sense. way that you can tap into circles of people who are communicating about things in related to job search and the areas you're interested in. You can yes. start to get the lingo, you can talk, you can get a sense of the trends, you can look for people who sound compassionate and might give you advice. Right. And those words that you hear flown around all the time, if you don't have them in your uh, in your uh, profile, you got to think, do those words relate to my experience and how? Or how can I get that experience? So if you don't have the keywords or if you, the keywords aren't functional in your in, uh, on your profile and apply to you, it may not be the right career. Okay. So I know that... Um you're also an advocate for job seekers sometimes at least to have a website. And um, as I understand it, there's different ways now that you can create just a one-page website. It, why is a website mm -hmm. important and for whom is it important for job seekers? Um, a one-page website it could be useful to have uh, – to kind of have the part three to your overall story because we talked about your resume being the, um, you know, introducing the characters. We talked about part two being the plot. And part three, uh, what what are really the outcomes of, of what you have uh, accomplished in your career and why somebody should consider you as, as a viable part of their organization if you're going after a job. Um, if you're being an entrepreneur, of course, uh, that would be a little bit different. But if we're talking about being a job seeker, seeking a job, you want to, you can close the deal in a lot of different ways. So if you're using like about.me, that's one website where you can do a one-page um, website about yourself. Um, and you can frame any way you want, but consider what you've told in chapter one and two uh, and, and know that you can close the deal in chapter three by really digging into your accomplishments and how it really affected the organization and how it really affected your team and maybe add, talk about uh, some of the uh Accommodation, accommodations that you have and the results and what did they do for the organization. So, you know, those could be really effective in those ways. I like your chapters one, two, and three. That's a good way to set it up. Now, we're running out of time, but before mm -hmm. we leave, I, I wonder if you'll just think about listeners who might be out there and who might be feeling a little intimidated because they haven't even read the introduction, let alone chapter one, because they just have a mm -hmm. sense that they want to be prepared down the road just in case. Can you offer any encouraging words for listeners who 
might want to start working on the job search that they might want to have someday? What should they start with? Well, um, I think there might be two sets out there in the sense that there's one who are people who are ready, um, but they haven't prepared. And that takes uh, an honest look at yourself and be confident that what you've done is enough for an employer. Um, you're not going to ever, uh, nobody's not going to hire uh, somebody for an incomplete story. So you want to be, uh, you want to start to uh, hone in on, um, you know, the, those parts of the story that uh, aren't complete yet. And complete, they may have been complete already, you haven't closed a chapter. Now we can get into all kinds of issues there, but mainly you're enough. Uh, you have what it takes to get hired by a, an ideal employer, uh, according to your story. Um, and uh, you will only know if you get out there and you start um, and you start the process. And it could be scary because you're afraid of what's not known. It's overwhelming and it's hard. Uh, job search is not easy. Uh, I always recommend plan to get in it and stay in it for life. It doesn't have to consume you, but you do have to continue to build on that story. You just and keep you a cadence of yeah, keep a cadence of keeping up to date, keeping your story up to date, and growing Absolutely. your resume, and growing yes. and growing your network at the same time. Well, yes. I um, urge listeners who are interested in exploring more of these issues to go to your wonderful uh, site. It's thevoiceofjobseekers.com. And I guess to that site, they can track you down in Chicago if they're looking for speakers or experts or so forth, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's contact information on all over the place. All right. Well, um, I uh, um, urge people to uh, look to you if, if they want some of that detail. And Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. You really do have such a wonderful, compassionate, but also smart, fully informed approach that uh, it's, a, it's a privilege to have you join us today. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Today we've been talking with Mark Anthony Dyson. He's a career consultant, an advocate for job seekers, and a prolific writer and speaker about all things related to the modern job market. This podcast is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our audio engineer. And I'm your host, Bev Jones, author of Think Like an Entrepreneur, Act Like a CEO. Today's career tip is that if you're planning to look for a new job, it's never too early to start nurturing your online presence. Potential employers will want to see how you show up in social media or maybe a Google search. If you've enjoyed our show, please tell your friends. And if you've really, really enjoyed the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating. And thanks for listening.